0: This is Justin DeClue, coming to you with a special interview episode of the Important Cinema Club. What will soon follow is an interview I did with Andrew Barr, a poster artist, illustrator, jack-of-all-trades when it comes to graphic design. Andrew has recently published a new book, Andrew P. Barr vs. the Movies, which collects his 180-ish posters that he did for theatrical screenings in Toronto, Canada. These posters are bold, they're all different, and they span the gamut of movies that everybody knows to real obscure things that were often programmed by me and Peter Kaplowski for the Laser Blast Film Society. I've known Andrew for over a decade now, and he's done the majority of the cover art for the Golden Ninja video releases, so I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about his career his artistic process, and for him to answer every question that I had as sarcastically and as blunt as possible. And if you'd like to purchase his new book, Andrew P. Barr versus The Movies, it is available at all Amazon websites. Please enjoy this interview with illustrator and poster artist, Andrew Barr. So, Andrew, the real reason that I wanted to talk to you on this is because I want a stealth episode about our evil bong marathon. (laughs) For people that don't know, me and Andrew Barr sat together in one room and watched all of Charles Vann's evil bong films completely sober over one day. I think we might have died while it happened. <laughs> and we've been living in a purgatory ever since. We, we, we're we finished watching those, right? That's why I have you here. We have another evil bong movie. to watch. What do you think you learned through that experience of watching those evil bong films?
1: That it's probably not a good idea to say, hey, Justin, do you want to watch all the evil bong movies? Was
0: it you or me that like threw that grenade and then we both jumped on it? I think you mentioned it. And I said, yeah, I'd probably sit through all of those. I think my logic was there's got to be something entertaining about them if they've lasted seven movies. And we discovered very quickly that is not (laughs) the case. (laughs) No. They are just awful, awful movies. Do not watch them. But if somebody contacted you and was like, Andrew, I want you to do some art for some Evil Bong films.
1: I'd say yes. I'd end up saying yes. I'm
0: a mercenary. You should make like an amazing poster for Evil Bong that it looks like the greatest movie ever. And People would be like, I gotta see this. But you, you're saying the, the poster for Evil Bong doesn't do that? But have you ever had to do a poster where you're like, I'm working with an IP or an idea that just like, how am I going to make this look appealing? No. Because
1: most of the time, I have no idea what I'm working
0: on. You just go into like a haze and you wake up and there's a finished image when you're done? A lot of the time, yeah. (laughs) So going all the way to the beginning, when did you decide, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to draw? Did you have any other pursuits that you wanted to do instead? No. So it's like doodling, drawing, this is going to be my career.
1: Except when I was like a kid, then it was surgery. (laughs) Surgery? I wanted specifically to do surgery. How
0: long did that last? You're like 25. (laughs) Pretty much. Really? No. No.
1: It was until high school.
0: And then, when you could, you know, draw monsters for your friends, you're like, you're the coolest, Andrew. You're like, ooh, I could have a career of this. Well, I
1: figured it would be better to draw them than to build them. So.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. So, you say you want to do surgery like a mad scientist? That you're like yeah. taking dead bodies and sewing them together? I was
1: very young when I saw Reanimator. And I was like, that looks like a fun job. Wait,
0: so you saw Reanimator and said, that's what I want to do? Like, go insane, get eaten by intestines at the end of the movie? Yeah, so I thought that was was a reasonable risk. Mm. (laughs) Like, listen, it happened to this guy. What's the percentage it would happen to me? Probably pretty low. I've seen the movie. I know the mistakes he made. (laughs) Exactly. So wait, when you started drawing regularly, what would you draw most of the time? Monsters. And so when you told your parents, like, hey, I'm going to do a career in the art of monsters, Monsters. What was their reaction? Like, was there a lot of pushback? No. Get out. Get out of our house. Like, I guess. If you think you can do it, do it. Once you're 18, you're out the door. So did you go to school to study for that kind of stuff?
1: Originally went to Beale Art in London, just at a high school, which is a two year program of just like commercial art stuff, printmaking, some artsy fartsy stuff.
0: And were you like, when's the monster class, monster anatomy? Well,
1: I was pretty much just drawing monsters for any assignment I could get away with drawing monsters.
0: For so me. did you have like a path that you wanted to take? Did, were you just like, oh, I'll just get into commercial artwork. I know nothing about like actual artists and how they make money, like graphic artists. W- like you know, you're a little bit older than I am. So back in the 60s, when you were doing this stuff, <laughs> was there, <laughs> nobody <laughs> Nobody gets that joke unless they know you. <laughs> Well, back in the '60s, it was easy. Yeah, have you seen Mad Men? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, like, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? Like, when you go to school for like graphic design, is there a career path they like try to push you towards? No, I w-
1: originally wanted to be an animator. Did a lot of that at Beale, and then applied to
0: Sheridan. Didn't get in. I was like, yeah. What else do I want to do? I like illustrating. Did you have like any animated inspiration? I'm discovering this myself, even though I've known Andrew for like decade now. Just Tex Avery. You're like, I'm going to give screwy squirrel a second life.
1: Yep. I was like, all the Tex Avery stuff was the the kind of jokes. I like mm-hmm.
0: violence, Violence. stupidity. And then you're like, this is hard. I have to do more than one draw. Yep. So you push the dream of animation aside and you decide, I'll do illustration. What does that mean, though? Like you're going into illustration? I didn't know.
1: Uh, So you just graduate. I figured I could go into illustration. And then move into animation. Oh, so you
0: still had the animation dream in your head? Yeah. I mean, so you were in school at this point in the 90s? Yeah, the end of the
1: and 90s. And was
0: there like an animation boom? Like, where would you go work? I guess Red and Stimpy and stuff like that. Well, no, Nelvana no, was still around. That rock and roll magic, Care Bears, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, that's exactly And it. did you want a director or were you just like, I'd be happy to be an animator? I just want to be an animator. I don't like being in charge. Uh, now, but you do have to be in charge when you do your art, though. Yeah. You're like, boss me around, please. <laughs> Tell me exactly what you want.
1: I kind of prefer
0: that. And so when you graduate, like, what were you applying for? Like, are you like, I guess I'm a grocery store clerk like me when I got out of TV broadcasting? Pretty much. But you ended up, like, you do, it like, drawing as your full-time career. How long did it take to get to that place? From the end of school till now, about 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) But you pay your rent with doing drawing stuff.
1: But it was, like, newspaper stuff. Because
0: you went and you worked for the National Post, right? Yeah. And that was just, like, any, like, graphic that you see in the newspaper that would be you yeah and you're like i'm being paid the big bucks i'm gonna buy a giant mansion a solid gold rocket car and then how long did you work there for 13 years 13 years and they're like listen 13 unlucky number we gotta fire you now i got fired on the
1: exact same day that marty mcfly gets fired and back to the future too. wait
0: did you just look on the internet and it's like this is the day that he t- he gets fired and it changes every day no
1: it was uh, <laughs> everyone was celebrating that this is the day marty mcfly gets fired in back to the future too and
0: did you rip off your double tie and you're like ah! Oh. <laughs> he was trying to warn me spike kept calling and i was like no <laughs> he's like you're a chicken andrew quack, 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 quack. well thankfully you didn't drag race but what he was trying to warn you was not to watch the evil bong movies and we did it we died. <laughs> so curse him so the first time i met you was more than a decade ago because you used to do comic books right and so how did you get into that
1: school Well, there's a small group of us. We're doing a a little comic instead of what we were supposed to be doing. What was the comic about? Uh, Kung fu guys and robots and monsters and army guys. And
0: none of those people that you did comics books with ever went on to any fame. And if we said their name, people would not know who they are. Poor Kagan McCloud. Yes. Oh, I love infinite kung fu. I know. I'm being sarcastic because I know who the people are. So if you say their names. He's he's about the only one kept doing comics. I mean, you know, a few other people who did comics as well.
1: But they weren't in that group at the time.
0: No, yeah, actually, his comic book, uh, Infinite Kung Fu, is amazing, and it's like 800 pages. Like, I don't know how he did that, but it's out there. You can buy it. Top Shelf, I believe, published it. It would have been longer, but I dropped it. So wait, were you working on Infinite Kung Fu as well? There was
1: originally a plan that three of us, Kagan, me, and our friend Mike Fai, were all going to do a big interconnected martial world thing where it all tied together with Infinite Kung Fu, where my comics were like the weird drive-in Garbage movies, monster stuff, sci-fi things. Then Kagan was all Kung Fu. Mike was the weird Western. And wait,
0: what happened to your part? You said you dropped out. Why? I just got bored of comics. Too much work.
1: Yeah. It's a type of storytelling that takes a long time and gets really boring and has zero... Uh, rewards in the end.
0: Yeah. Cuz you like finish the comic, you put it out, you're like, "Look at it." And people are like, "Uh, I don't have time to read it." You're like, "It's 21 pages. It'll take you like 5 minutes." And they're like, "No, thank and you." And you're like, "This took me 5 years." Like, yeah. The first time I met Andrew was at a comic book convention and I made the mistake of walking down Artist Alley and making eye contact with one of the people, which was Andrew. And he gave me his big doe eyes and I'm like, oh, I'll buy $70 worth of comics or whatever he
1: had on his... I like that you say that story that way when in reality was I was probably talking to Lee or whoever was at the table next to me. And you looked down, picked up on the comics and went, oh, what, well, five bucks. No,
0: I bought like a big bag of them that had like seven in it. I remember looking and seeing like monsters and stuff like that. And there was luchadors in the comic, which I still have. And I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And that's why I picked it up. Reread them. There's bits of uh, infinite Kung Fu uh, legend in there, too. There's like a monkey doing fighting. I like this. And you don't even have any of those comics anymore, right? I think I got a couple kicking around somewhere. And so you're working for the National Post. When do you start doing movie related stuff? I think
1: at, well, I was still at the National
0: and Post. And like, was it just like doing fan art
1: that you were putting out there? Uh, once in a while I do, weirdly, posters in the post do you remember any that you had to do uh they're usually dumb things we did a whole series of remember when battleship
0: came out <laughs> the peterburg classic of course it's
1: a great movie but uh, they wanted to do a series of fake articles about other board games being turned into movies i did half of a series of parody posters like big wheel based on the uh, fast and the furious franchise right
0: and where people are like i like this and you're like oh my god a reaction from something <laughs>
1: I got to make more of these. Some 80-year-old woman wrote in wanting a, to know if she could get a copy of the posters that we had. Back. Did you
0: continue to start doing like art stuff on your own? Like, when did you start to like really transfer into like more movie-based stuff? When I got fired. Oh, so when you got fired, you're like, you got your bindle, you're walking down the street, and you're like, I need to make money now. Oh, so wait, do you remember the first like illustrations that you were doing and being paid for when it came to movie-related stuff? Uh, that would have been... Riot? That was the first movie related stuff was us hiring you to do that for the Laser Blast Film Society. Wow. I just assumed that you were just doing movie stuff all the time. You were still doing movie related stuff because I remember seeing it on like your Facebook at the time. I don't remember doing any. I just remember you like picking trolling people with you like uh, the aliens aren't uh, called xenomorphs. That is a broad category or Jason Voorhees doesn't kill anyone at Camp Crystal Lake. And if we're going to call the aliens xenomorphs, why don't we call Michael Myers the boogeyman? No one calls him Michael Myers in the movie. It's a fight that is not worth picking with, Andrew, you will not win. (laughs) He is just (laughs) trolling you. So you start doing posters for the royal. We ask you to do one. When did other people start approaching you to do them? Shortly after that. And so when you get somebody that says like, oh, I want you to draw a poster for my movie, what is the process that you go through? Like, I know some people are like, this is exactly what I want. Or do more people just say, eh, do whatever you, you like?
1: A lot of them say, this is exactly what I want. And then other times they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, what's the movie about? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, Can you send me some stills? We haven't made the movie
0: yet. I mean, you're making it sound here like you literally like worked at the National Post and then we hired you for a poster and that's the first... And I know that's not true. In, in
1: between the post and uh, doing movie stuff, I was doing... Stuff for uh, rock, rock bands. bands. Yeah. You're like, only Rockabilly or
0: Horror Billy. That's all I do. Psychopunk and Horror Billy. Yep. Because you get to it. draw monsters, which is what you like to do. Yep. But like at the Royal, so people would pitch you stuff. I always find that when I tell you exactly what I want, you're like, I, is this what you want? <laughs> you're like, I guess. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, if I just let Andrew do his thing, it would have probably been better than putting you in a box. But you said you like being put in a box. Yeah. Just give me the things I can trace over. That's basically what you want, right? Sometimes, yeah. Like, what do you go towards as far as, like, inspiration when you're, like, designing a poster? What do you think is important about, like, a movie poster to sell it, to make it look good?
1: That it looks interesting, that the, t- the title's on it.
0: <laughs> oh, man, you're killing me, <laughs> So you don't have any, like, artistic principles that you go towards? Like, oh, I like to do, like, one bold image or, like... It depends on the the thing. Whatever's easiest, <laughs> that's what Andrew says. <laughs>
1: I, I wish I would say that because a lot of the time I don't do what's easy.
0: No, yeah, because you do do hard stuff. And a lot of the stuff, like, I mean, you like the joke. You're like, I don't watch the movies. They don't pay me enough to watch the movies. <laughs> but you often, like, get a very dynamic idea that speaks of the movie, even though that you haven't seen it. And is that because you, like, look at a bunch of photos or watch a trailer for it? Like, what are you looking for? Usually
1: I just ask the person who's asking me to make the poster. What's this? What's this about? And then they tell me. And then if I can't come up with anything from that, I'll look up stills.
0: Because like I'm thinking of like "Vivre sa vie" in the Jean Le Godard film. You you have a very striking poster for that. Did the programmer tell you this is what I want exactly?
1: She said I want a picture of the star, and I was like, okay, I don't know who she is. So
0: you go into Photoshop and you like cut it out and <laughs> put it on the poster, and you're like duh. No, kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's like, not what you did.
1: No, I I looked at the imagery of the movie, tried to figure out who the actress was and then just did a nice little portrait of her with, what I thought was the mood of the movie, which fortunately I was correct in guessing the mood. And so
0: when you're like starting a piece, do you like sketch out a thumbnail first? Like what is your artistic process? I'm genuinely curious.
1: See, this is the part that always makes it hard to interview me is
0: because- (laughs) You don't know? Again, you're like Stephen King uh, writing Cujo. You're like, I blacked out when I woke up, it was done.
1: There's been a few that I'm like, I don't know where I came up with But
0: even just like on a technical level, do you have a workflow that you utilize when you like start working on a poster? Mm -hmm. No, every
1: poster I've done pretty much not the same workflow. It's like sometimes I'll just do it like right from the start. It's like okay, here's the poster. Sometimes I'll do like you now six to twelve thumbnail sketches of nonsense that end up not looking anything like what the final version of the poster looks like. So it
0: sounds like whatever, you know, the way that you're feeling is how you approach it. To keep yourself from getting bored, I guess. Kind of, yeah. And how long is like the timeline for like doing like a poster, for example, for the Royal?
1: It could be anywhere from two hours to three days. Now,
0: when you do it over three days, is that like you do a bunch of thumbnails, you're like, this is garbage. You come back to it the next day, you do something, you're like, this is shit. (laughs) You throw your computer in the garbage, you restart. That's exactly it. I'll just randomly draw the whole thing
1: up and be like, the next day be like, nope, why did I do that?
0: And so when you send something to someone, do you always like, are you like, oh, I hope they don't say that they don't like it. I'm gonna have to redraw it all. No. That doesn't happen very often. No. You're like, I'm just so good. (laughs) So what were your like artistic inspirations though? Like you talked about monster art. Mm. Like who are the ones that you're like, I love those guys' stuff and I wish I can bring a little bit of that flavor to my own
1: work. Usually it's like Reynolds Brown did a lot of the 60s posters. Like he did the, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon poster, a lot of the Vincent Price, Roger Corman movies. He's, he's the one that did the Mask of Red Death poster with Vincent Price's face made up. Of right, people. like
0: the big giant one. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's a great poster. Like a girl is his nose and stuff like
1: that. Then, of course, uh, Basil Gogos. Good old Basil. And then a lot of my other influences are comic artists like um, John Severn, Steve Purcell, the EC crew. Yeah, John
0: Severn, I don't know that guy. No, John
1: Severn did a lot of cracked magazine.
0: Oh, like if I saw his style, I probably know exactly what it is. Yeah.
1: If you saw his style, he, he did Western comics a lot and war comics.
0: What's about his style that like catches your eye or that like aesthetically you find pleasing? I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, he's just been an artist that I've always been like, I really dig this. You're
0: just an enigma, Andrew. You're like, no, I just like it. Can't explain artistic process. <laughs> I black out, the image is done. Makes me really wonder why I bothered going to art school. (laughs) Listen, your parents were like, you're out the door, you gotta be in school. Follow your dreams, but don't do it here. I don't know what it is, but I know what I like. So has there been like a project in your mind that you've wanted to do that you're like, oh, that's too much work or stuff like that? Nope. So you've just been happy just doodling? Yep. Are, Are there projects that you do on your own time that you don't show anybody? No. So like one of the things that you've done a lot of is like the monster drawings. How did that come about where like every day you make up a new monster and you write a description and backstory of that monster and then post it online I was bored and I was
1: sick of seeing pretty much everywhere I looked fan art <laughs> even though you're like Fahrenheit
0: is the thing that pays the bills baby <laughs>
1: but I, so everybody's just doing fan art nobody's adding anything new to anything you know like how many times do you have to see someone draw Frankenstein so I just wanted to see if how many monsters I could throw out in the world without being you know without doing fan art and
0: how did you how many monsters did you draw
1: not including the fan art ones <laughs> uh,
0: but... listen i gotta pay the bill somehow
1: well no I, I did my own versions of things but it was about 450. wow and you're still doing it to this day right because i got stuck in a rut and i can't stop drawing them i need help. i wake
0: up it's like idle hands that... like my hand is drawing though and so but you do everything digitally now right no it comes and goes like uh the
1: monster stuff is all paint brush paper the poster stuff is eh, that's digital but it's a lot of it starts as pencil drawings and stuff I hate the idea of paint. What do you hate about it? It's mud. Pushing mud around it. Is... <laughs> <Wow. laughs> that is a very bold, hot
0: take when it comes to painting. Yeah, I just never liked paint. What about like the Monstars? Wait, is that what they were called? The little monster men that you used to do? Yeah. See, like you're not giving me anything. So I have to be like, wait, what did Andrew do? Oh yeah, he did a lot of these. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, that's, that's, you're the interviewer. You're supposed to be Yeah, doing all this. the
0: research I've done. I've been studying you for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so the Monstars are like, I guess they're like your version of Funko Pops before Funko Pops existed. And how did that come about? I wanted to
1: see how quickly I could draw a recognizable film character the fastest. Like just how quickly I could do it. Do you remember
0: the first one that you did? Uh, Gizmo. The Monstars are like little blocky kind of uh, popular characters that Andrew draws in one particular style. That you
1: can see it and you're like, oh, that's an Andrew drawing. They all start as a rounded rectangle.
0: So you did the gremlins and then you're like, wait a minute, this is fan art. People like this. I could keep doing this, right?
1: No, actually no one noticed that I did it. (laughs) So I was like, oh, crap. Well, I guess I have to do
0: more. I remember... uh, a friend of ours, oh, now, uh, sorry, acquaintance, he's much too famous, Trevor Henderson, going oh. through your monsters, <laughs> and you were like, if you can guess every one, you can have them all, and he just couldn't get it. He's like, ah, what? I don't know what this one is. Yeah, he didn't get three of them. Do you remember which one they were? They were weird ones. You gotta put in uh, Peter Kapowski from Teddy Bomb in there that you drew, because people will never get that <laughs> anytime you do that uh, contest again. So I know I asked before, like, if there's something that you wanted to do, but like, do you have like a dream job? of like, oh, if I could draw this every day, I'd be happy.
1: Dream job is just to get paid to keep drawing.
0: And that's what you're doing now. Yeah. So you're not like, I wish I, I don't know, worked at a monster factory of some sort where I got to draw monsters
1: every day. I literally don't care what I'm drawing as long as I'm drawing. So I
0: guess that's how you got through 13 years of the national post of like drawing diagrams and stuff like that. And so how did the book come out? Andrew Barr versus movies. The number one Amazon bestseller in film, TV, and video <laughs> for two days. Three. three. Man, that's a long time. I dropped
1: instantly the... To- 8th place as of I today. remember
0: looking at it and you were in second place like yesterday with the Netflix book beating you but nothing else. All right. So, how did that book come about? When did you decide like listen, this is a money-making opportunity? I didn't actually think of the money-making
1: aspect of it. Of course.
0: You know, you're like I'm not going to make any money on this. What would be a
1: fun book to put together that four people would buy? And I was like, all those posters I did for the Royal. But at
0: the same time, I remember sitting beside you at tables when you're selling your stuff. People would go through that Royal poster book and their eyes would get big anytime they saw something they recognized. And they'd be like, one of those, please. They'd flip back past the laser blast posters because they're like, I don't know these movies. And then they'd be like, ooh, Freddy, give me one of those. (laughs) You're laughing because you know it's true.
1: Yeah, this is the phrase. Freddy's in that. I'm like, no, no. The laser blast ones. They're the good movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Don't you remember the classic Gary Daniels PM Entertainment movie? It takes place during Christmas. <laughs> what
1: about Nemesis? You know,
0: Nemesis. Oh, Nemesis is, good, is great. What, a, what an amazing poster. So... Yeah. So you decide to put all these posters together. And in classic Andrew Barr fashion, I remember you posted on Facebook being like, will anybody buy this? It's just going to be the photos, nothing else. Yep. And how did you react when people were like, oh, we would love to write like um, words? Well, I know what your reaction was. Oh, more <laughs> work. No, thank you.
1: Actually, I was very touched that anyone actually wanted to write anything about what they did for the Royal and the, those screens. And so how, how many pieces did it end up being uh, overall? Do you remember 184? Yeah, 184
0: posters. And how many written pieces were there? Like people that actually stepped up and wrote essays for you. 10? Uh, yeah, that's a lot. So you put this book together and you did it very quickly. What? How did you feel when you were looking over all of this art that you had done? Were you like, this is good? Or were you are like that? Eh. I was like, what a waste of time. <laughs> why did i put this together because i remember flipping through it and it's kind of almost like overwhelming all the art that you've done and you know there's a lot of horror artists or like monster artists that we know that like you look at their art you're like that's good and then you look at their other art you're like that's good too but it's the same and then you look at the other pieces, like oh man it's the same thing again do you fear that like re- that repetition of when you do stuff i actually
1: fear The fact that I don't do
0: that. Really? Do you think that it's not giving you like a specific style that people can recognize and that's keeping you from, you know, being that guy? Yeah hmm That's a bummer. I, I don't think that. So you've never tried to like stamp down your own style, then? I mean, when I see a piece that you've done, I know instantly that you've done it. Like I'm not saying that you can't tell that it's me. Wait, are there any skulls on this poster? That's how you know it's an Andrew one. <laughs> skulls are fun. Yeah, skulls are the best. Anytime there's a chance of something with skulls, Andrew will give it to me just filled with skulls, like perfectly <laughs> detailed, like drawn. This is a romantic comedy, Andrew. Wouldn't it be more romantic with skulls? So you've considered that idea of like I have my own style or I could have my own style, but I choose not to because I find, you know, trying to uh, experiment more interesting. I think it comes from
1: I am easily bored, which is weird because like I'll do a lot of repetitive stuff.
0: I was going to say, you're easily bored. Haven't you been living like the same life for 20 years, (laughs) like living in the same apartment? There's movies I've seen like 30 times. Mm -hmm. Wait, what are some of your favorite movies? I didn't even ask that question. I don't only do movie stuff. What other kind of art do you like to do? as far as, like, beyond posters?
1: Actually, no, I did just, like, posters.
0: (laughs) I knew you were going to say that! (laughs) I'm like, do you have some, like, you're like, oh, I'm writing a series of, like, historical fiction novels and I've done a bunch of posters for them. (laughs) This is my true passion. I like
1: doing book covers and stuff. I was like, well, that's that's just basically just it's a poster that's on a book yeah exactly. Like album covers no that's a poster on a cd so
0: so we've talked about the stuff you've done for the royal now let's talk about the most important thing you've ever done in your life which is the Golden ninja video covers <laughs> i remember when i asked you to do them i'm like oh andrew's a big art guy i don't know if i can ask him i'm sure he's very busy with things. actually seriously that was one of my dream jobs really doing like blu-rays and dvd covers for a niche market you had done some before though right Cause you had done some before i remember you had done some like tucker and dale versus evil for like a uk or a german, yeah, company? A german
1: company i did a bunch of stuff for that they never used
0: really i mean yeah because anytime you told me stories about it it sounds like The hell of being a graphic artist is that, like, they'll tell you, this is what we want. You're like, okay, here you go. They're like, I don't want that. You're like, but that's what you said you wanted. But then they pay me, and I'm like, okay. And so you do this boutique (laughs) Blu-ray stuff. What do you like drawing? I mean, obviously stuff with skulls in them. Like, what are the movies that excite you? Anything, really. I'm not asking you to draw, like, ah, yes, this is a very uh, intimate gold ninja video release. A drama between two elderly people (laughs) who find love once more. No, I'm mostly like, draw Bella Lugosi chasing after a Jerry, Mar- Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin impersonator. Also, make sure there's a gorilla on the cover. So it sounds like that you're just living the dream. You want nothing in your life to change and you have no aspirations at all.
1: Yeah, that kind of sucks. Folks,
0: I know Andrew. This is classic Andrew Barr. So. When you ask Andrew a question, it's often like sarcastic, like, yes, no. Mm-hmm. Would people in your life say you were always like that? like that dry, sarcastic wit in response? Probably. Or back when you were a kid, were, were you like, I'd like to tell you about the Shakespearean sonnets that I've read, <laughs> and people are like, shut up, nerd. And you're like,
1: okay. I've probably always been like
0: this. Do you think it influences your art? Like, it does allow you to focus on it or? No. Not at all. <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna keep drawing, because I, if I don't draw, I'll be bored. That's pretty much it.
1: I, I, I gotta keep drawing, because if I'm not drawing, then I'm not drawing, and I don't know what to do other than
0: that. When was the last job that you had that wasn't
1: drawing? <laughs> Banking. Banking.
0: You definitely look like a banker.
1: I was a uh, teller at TD for a while. If
0: anybody wants to picture what Andrew looks like, picture a Canadian, more handsome Hank Hill. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: But not Will, say that I look like your younger brother?
0: Oh, well, my I do have a younger brother named Philip, so maybe, yeah. And hey, wait a minute, my brother's like that, too, giving me sarcastic responses to everything I ask. Yet I'm a million years older than you. So how come I look like your younger brother? Oh, well, I'm glad we could uh, go through this discovery together, Andrew. And I hope that everybody listening to this will go out and buy your book, which its title is... Andrew P.
1: Barr versus The movie.
0: Because if you want, like, every kind of poster there is, check this one out. Because you're not going to look at this book and be like, Oh yeah, I know this poster and that poster. You haven't seen these unless you live in Toronto or you follow Andrew. So, great stuff like Lone Wolf and Cub, uh The Tingler. What are some of your favorites in the book? Uh Donkey Skin. Oh, Donkey Skin's a really nice one. Yeah.
1: Another movie I had no no idea what it was when I did the poster. And I saw it and I was like, "This is pretty cool."
0: Yeah, cuz you often would draw the poster and then go see the screening that you drew the poster for. I'd say
1: more than half of the movies In the book I hadn't seen before I did the book. Or what are some other
0: favorites? Just so people can go look and be like, oh, that is good. I want to see the other ones. The
1: basket case poster.
0: Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, you gave that one to Frank Hellenauter, didn't you? No, I
1: gave him a little print of uh, Elmer that I did. I ain't going out of my way to give him (laughs) a full poster. (laughs) I didn't have any of them at the time. They sold
0: out. Did you do a brain damage poster too? Yep. Yeah, that's a cool one. I remember. Yeah,
1: I like those too. The pin poster kind of as a compliment to the basket case one. You know, weird families.
0: I really like the Nemesis one, like we mentioned earlier. That one's really cool.
1: That was a hard one. Yeah, that
0: one's really detailed.
1: Yeah, I had no idea what I was going to do for that.
0: The problem when I want to give Andrew stuff, I'm like, yeah, do it cool. The guy's diving in the air and he's firing his gun. Andrew's like, well, how am I supposed to drop this? Yeah, what are the things you hate when people ask you to do it? Too many faces. Too many faces. You don't like doing faces. I think that's the
1: most boring poster you Unless
0: can Unless it's a skull. <laughs>
1: Unless it's a skull. But if you want me to put skin on those skulls... Uh,
0: no, no, yeah, forget about instead it. Instead,
1: you'll get a picture of a knife going through a, an eye or something. Or some
0: monster. What's your favorite monster to draw? Uh, the alien. I guess. I was hoping for like a more fun, like I don't know, like, King Kong Lives from the classic Dino De Laurentiis sequel to his American King Kong. No. What are the monsters you hate to draw? King Kong. <laughs> Really, I've never drawn King Kong. I thought you would have been like 100% a gorilla guy. I have some of your comics, they're filled with gorillas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
1: like gorillas. You don't like gorillas? I don't like drawing gorillas. (laughs)
0: You're such a liar. (laughs) I have a comic right here that has gorillas in it. (laughs) This interview has been nothing but lies. (laughs) It's like it's an evil bong related uh, fever dream. (laughs) So, if people do want to hire you though, where should they reach out? Uh, My website, APB art. And you take commissions, anything that people want to draw. Like you said, as long as you're drawing something, you're happy, right? As long
1: as I'm being paid, I'm very happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. What if I told you I could pay you with experience? That's not being paid. Well, uh, thank you very much for doing this interview, Andrew. It was fun. Wait a minute. I just started recording again because Andrew said you did a newspaper strip for a while. What was it called?
1: Belligerent Lobster. Okay. (laughs) And what was it about? It was a four panel gag strip that really wasn't that funny.
0: (laughs) Was it like David Lynch's like world's angriest dog? It was
1: like the far side, except for dummy. The far
0: side, I mean, I'm not being sarcastic, is a thinking man's comic. wait, how long did it get published for?
1: Six or seven weeks. Oh,
0: not very long. Might have been
1: six or seven days. I forget how it ran. Where? The National Post. Wow. In a cost-saving measure, they got rid of the comics page and then asked uh, a bunch of the artists at the Post if they uh, wanted to do... Newspaper
0: card. Oh, commerce. so they would just pay you the same amount they pay you on salary.
1: There's just part of the salary, yeah.
0: And it only lasted seven weeks? What well, we'll put we'll, we'll Put the stake through the belligerent lobster's heart? I
1: think I just got tired of doing it. This is hard trying to be funny. So it was a daily strip? I think it was a weekly. Oh,
0: <laughs> so you did only seven of them?
1: Yeah. Can you find them anywhere? They should be on my Instagram. Okay,
0: and what's your Instagram?
1: Uh, APB underscore. All right. Art.
0: Well, I will definitely check that out. Andrew is constantly a box of mysteries that you open it up and then you're like, oh wait, <laughs> only seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> when you read them,
1: you'll see why. Actually, I think they killed it because uh, they didn't like the idea of my film noir strip that it turned <laughs> into. <laughs>